we kind of pondered this question a few weeks ago if this would get a second season and i'm pretty sure the title of this episode the series finale kind of tells gives us the answer to that that would be like you shut up <laughs> Welcome to Something to Marvel About, a podcast where we discuss and dissect the week's MCU releases. My name's English Dave, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Raven and Rocket Mike. What's up, peeps? What up, Dave? What's going on? <laughs> we are here to talk about the final episode of WandaVision. Um, we kind of pondered this question a few weeks ago, if this would get a second season. And I'm pretty sure the title of this episode, the series finale, kind of tells gives us the answer to that. that would be like you, shut up. <laughs> it's the, the synopsis is as follows the events of wandavision come to a head and the destinies of all those who took part are determined um we'll go into it at the end of this podcast talking about our overall thoughts on the on the series but i'll start with you mike what do you think of this episode itself specifically uh i thought it was a great wrap-up it's one of the better finales that i've seen in a series in a long time and I knew I wasn't going to be disappointed. I knew whatever was going to be thrown on us was going to be golden. You know, sure shit, they always, always deliver. Um, yeah, and I like how it wasn't going to like leave open possibility for season two because how could you? This is something that was so, also so precious. You know, I, I don't think this is something that you want to see continue going. Actually, obviously, we want to see it continue, but these characters are going to live for a long time in the MCU, at least exist. They may not have their own show, but this is at least showing where they're at now and where they're going. And that's enough. Agreed, agreed. I think I've said to somebody that the show isn't isn't a one division. One division is just this season. The show is the MCU. Next season is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like you said, these characters are going to continue to exist within the MCU in some form or other. We already know Wanda's coming back in Doctor Strange, uh, the, the Multiverse of Madness, and I'm pretty sure they are setting up a, a moniker to come back in Secret Invasion. Uh, we'll discuss that further. So definitely we're going to see these characters more and more. Raven, what do you think of this episode? Um, I thought it was a great wrap-up. You know, there were definitely a lot of things that I speculated that I did get and a lot of things I didn't expect, um, but, but I appreciate it. So I think it was a lot of cool little surprises. So there's definitely some characters I wish would have had a little more screen time, but at the same time, I ended up finding out that we did have the screen time, but because of the pandemic, they couldn't kind of close a lot of the character stories. But I'm just hoping that those characters whose stories weren't fully closed out just get to be in another episode of some Marvel something installment, whether it be a movie or whatever, because, mm. you know, I'm excited to see Monica Rambeau again. Um, I love Darcy. So even though she only had one line in this finale, I felt like it was valid. You know, that one action was was good enough. So I feel like, yeah, it was a good wrap up. I think we got some things that we didn't expect and some things that we all expected that, you know, were like a long time coming and felt good to finally get an answer to. One of the things I liked about this finale, you know, like as as nerds and fans, you know, one of the games we love playing is the speculation game. Like what's going to happen? What does this mean? What is, you know, that's it's all part of the fun that we all accept. What bothers me, though, is when you get those fans who actively get mad because their theory didn't pan out. You know, like, like, isn't that the point? Isn't that why we don't get paid <laughs> yeah. millions of dollars to write things? Are you in the writing room? If we could <laughs> write it better, I'm sure we'd be hired. And I, and, and, and I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not just speaking for myself, but I know that you guys agree with me in the sense that I don't want any of my theories to come true. I want to be wrong. 
Because why am I, I want watching some it? of them? Then you would never I be like surprised. Me, right. Yeah. But I definitely don't want all of them. Right. Like, I feel like, like if I get like even 25 percent, I'm like, oh, I feel like that's good enough for me. Yeah, it's like because it's like, why am I watching at this point? Because you know, I love being surprised. I love like when Marvel got left, where you're like, oh my god, I didn't even think about that. You know, because the Marvel universe is so deep, and and again, part of the fandom is realizing that there's a difference between what Marvel tells us and what we tell ourselves. You know, <laughs> a lot of the theories are based on us talking to ourselves. Marvel didn't say anything. The only thing they said about multiverse was Doctor Strange title. They didn't say anything about the X Men. They didn't say anything about all that stuff. <laughs> we made all these things up. But it just bothers me when fans now, because I've, I've been seeing on the internet, on Reddit and things like that, people like, Marvel tricked us, they fooled us and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, but they didn't though. They didn't say anything. We just said it to ourselves. You know, it was just an echo chamber of us talking to ourselves. They never actually said anything, <laughs> you know. And, and, and But I appreciate that because also this last episode reminded me that WandaVision is not an MCU narrative. It's a Wanda narrative. Sounds like a, almost the same thing, but there's a difference. Right, it was her story. It wasn't trying to tell us the future of the MCU. It was telling us what's happening to Wanda now. Maybe there's little sprinkles in there, but it was never going to be about the X Men starting. It was never going to be about introducing the Fantastic Four. No, it's Wanda's story. And I always feel like, in the past, we have criticized superhero stories for talking about the future and not what's happening now. And then now we're doing the opposite, or at least there's some fans who are doing the opposite, where it's like, I don't want to know about what's happening now. Tell me about what's coming. Tell me about the X-Men. Tell me about the future. It's like, can we just enjoy what's happening now? You know, but then you they'll also get mad if you bring up too many characters and those characters don't have their time. You know, <laughs> yeah, right, why exactly. would you even put that villain in there? Why would you even right. throw this person in there? If you're only going to spend two seconds on screen time, it's like you're never happy, you're never pleased right. because right. it would either be too little or too much, you know? But coming back to this episode, which picks up right after the previous episode with Agatha using her magic powers to uh, uh, strangle both Tommy and Billy, uh, Wanda shoots her magic blast at her, which releases the hold, and she tells the boys, Go home, run home. And then she tries blasting Agatha again. But this time, as we remember in, in um, the previous episode, Agatha has the ability to draw, absorb, absorb, your pow absorb powers. So she starts doing that to Wanda and we start seeing that Wanda's arm become discolored. And I don't know if you guys caught it when Wanda throws a car at Agatha using her Civil War uh, moves. Do you guys catch that? That's her move. That's her, that's that's her move. <laughs> I'm going to throw a car at you. <laughs> Ray, Raven, you know how they in the boondocks they said a fight always starts because someone throws a chair. Yeah, well, in superhero the world, they throw a car. <laughs> they throw a car, and this gave us a nice little uh, homage to the Wizard of Oz. Did you guys catch that? Yeah, and, and it's almost like this whole sh show is the Wizard of Oz. You know, going to this different world, starting off black and white, going into color. But before we can figure out whether or not the witch is dead, Spectral Vision. Everyone keeps calling him White Vision. I get it. He looks white, White Vision. But the actual name is Spectral Vision because he looks like a specter. There you go. So there's a little education for those who don't know. Spectral Vision arrives, and Wanda, thinking it's the it's the regular Vision, uh, walks to him and asks, "Is that really you?" And I love that moment because, like, you can understand why she's like, her, her guard is down, and then suddenly Vision just like grab the head. Game that of Thrones. Was kind of scary for me. I was like, oh, trauma no. coming back, you know. I know. <laughs> I was like, oh god, not this again. I, she's I gonna lie. lose it. I won't lie. I thought, I thought, no, Marvel aren't gonna go there because I know she's the lead, but I just thought I'm gonna see a head squish. Like I thought I was gonna see that. I, I believed that. I mean, we do know it's a serious finale, so she could have that. So. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's true. Yep. That's true. <laughs> I was ready for that. 
But before he can squish ahead like a melon, other vision arrives, knocks him out of the way to the explosion. Vision catches up to Spectral Vision and they continue to fight. Meanwhile, back in Sword's base, we see Jimmy using his Jimmy skills to uh, to secretly record uh, 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 what's his name, Hayward, who's all like, "Oh, blah blah blah, no one's gonna stop me." Blah blah blah. Jimmy's like, "No, blah blah blah, my backup's gonna come." I'm obviously paraphrasing. They didn't say blah blah blah, but that's what happened. Jimmy gets thrown into the barn. He uses hand safety pin. Does he just carry a safety pin with him? That is what I also ask myself because I'm like, okay, <laughs> I, so. I I can think so because <laughs> since he had been learning magic, he clearly taught himself how to get out of handcuffs because he did that pretty easily. So I was like, you know what? Mm. I work as an FBI agent. I want to be prepared if someone were to turn against me and handcuff <laughs> me. I got to know how to do this and be prepared. So he probably does carry a couple bobby pins on him at all times. I feel like film that. and grip people like always walk around with clothes, pins, and tape and certain things. I think you just do a certain job long enough. You're like, just yeah. stay prepared. It's also probably for like more tricks too that he has learned. You know, Back in Westview, Agatha appears and hits Wanda with some magic to knock her down. Then uh, talks about Raven, one of our favorite moments. If you get an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan, this is a little wink and a nod. We get uh, given the name The Darkhold. I was like, yeah. Uh, uh, it's a different design, different look to The Darkhold. So you could kind of say, well, parallel universe version of The Darkhold. Or it's a magic book. And it also mentions that The Darkhold being this all-powerful evil magic book, I might add and reiterate, uh, has a whole chapter based on The Scarlet Witch. Like, what? What does that mean? Like, the whole chapter based on you? Doesn't sound right. And then to make matters even crazier, he name drops to Doctor Strange, on specifically the Sorcerer Supreme, and says the power is even more or exceeds that of the Sorcerer Supreme, which is like, oh, shit. Don't think that's not, that's not good. And then, to kind of add the exclamation point, he mentions that another name for the, 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 the Scarlet Witch is the Destroyer of the world her destiny is to destroy the worlds dun, dun, dun. Um, agatha starts chanting in latin and then we see that dotty who we've seen in a previous episode her arm cut gets free Oof. right with the other just everybody kind of snapping too mm-hmm. was really tough to deal with because you realize because all of them are, are suffering subconsciously or like internally but they can't show it they can't you know come out of their characters so the moment that they do it's like all of these like repressed emotions from however long they've been there and i feel so bad for them you know you can't talk to your daughter you can't like see your loved one or you know communicate with them or whatever it's really tragic someone's just controlling your every move this is the moment where it's like if you didn't realize it already i think it's confirmed now that no this was all wonder Agatha stumbled upon this. Monica and Fiatra are back in the mansion. Monica sees a letter on the table addressed to someone called Ralph Boner, which shuts off another theory. He was not Pietro from another place. He was not a Parallel Universe X-Men character. It just happened to be a guy who looked like Pietro from Parallel Universe named Ralph Boner. That's all. Nothing yep. more. Well, the infamous <laughs> Ralph Nice Boner. to throw us. We, but, we finally yeah. meet Ralph. I was very happy yeah. about that. We finally understand the Ralph reference because Agatha has been referring to her husband, Ralph, for an entire season. Oh, yeah. We finally get who Ralph is. Ralph is the man whose house she stole and trapped in her basement. Again, I like, I love this whole re- thing with 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 um, with um Ralph because a lot of fans get mad and like, oh, well, they messed with us because of Quicksilver, blah, blah, blah. Or if anything, they kept telling you it wasn't. But again, just I feel like this reminds me of Iron Man 3 and the whole Trevor re- reveal where it's like, the reveal 
ends up being something you didn't expect, but it doesn't cancel what you wanted at a future level. Because right. the thing too is like I feel like as a fan, that's what I'd rather. I would mm-hmm. rather them be like, this doesn't fit right now. We can't make it work in this way. How about we hold off and do it the right way in the future? I'd way rather that than <clears throat> DC when certain characters <laughs> are just thrown into a movie for fan's sake and then it's just kind of like thrown in there. There's no thought process behind it other than fans will really love this, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you don't get the same satisfaction because it's like, yeah, great. I, I get the character that I love, but I don't get them the for the reasons I love them. So what's mm-hmm. the point? You touch on that and something we touched on at the beginning of this podcast, this idea that, you know, we are fans of various levels, which means coming into this, right? We're not the average moviegoer or TV watcher who's just like, oh, let me watch a show. We're like, we know these characters. We know the history of these characters for the most part. So a lot of the times that Marvel, and I love that Marvel kind of pays attention to this. It's like, how can we surprise the people who've been reading these comics, you know, for X amount of years, 10, 15, 20, 30, you know, 40 plus years. How do you surprise people? And I think part of that surprise is the mislead, playing on the fact that we're going to latch onto something. And we're going to, they don't have to say anything. They just like, bloop. And we're like, ah. And then meanwhile, things are happening on the other side. And I just, for me, I think that's great. And I I like that, like you said, Raven, I like that some people are making the effort to try and surprise me and give me something different. You know, like I said at the beginning, yes, we like to guess to be right, but I don't want to always be right. I like being surprised. You have 75 years of history, thousands of characters. You can go so many directions. People shouldn't be predicting what you're doing. I think that one of the best parts of being a fan is the fact that we never know which route they're going to go. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we know all these options. Like I feel like with Agatha, with Mephisto and all these other things, there were all these options that we had for who's the villain going to be and everything in WandaVision, which is the fun part. And that's the speculation part. But if, if it, you know, if the storyline fully followed the Ultimates comments to a T, what's the point of reading the comics and what's the point of watching the show? You know, mm-hmm. I want them to be different. You know, so I do really enjoy the, um, I guess, the surprises and the twists and turns. Like, you know, there's a lot of things I didn't expect at all. And Ralph just being Ralph, some actor, is okay with me. I'm I'm not mad at that. You know, I'm not mad at him not being some special Ralph. They could be doing the same thing, you know, uh, saving, like you're, like David, you were saying, you're saving uh, our theories for something bigger, you know? Like, no, we're going to do this right, you know? Not just label it off as someone who might be the character and even if he was you probably wouldn't get the full form you know the the full story in fact it probably requires its own time into like you know if we thought ralph was uh, uh mefesto and uh if like we probably only have gotten like a few minutes of that if if he were and so like that would have been doing us justice so yeah again we it's, really it's tr- wanted him episode yeah. nine it's, it's putting trust into the MCU to say that, like, this is their own road and mm-hmm. nothing's going to be how we should predict it because like, there's, they're playing a whole new game of misleading us, you mm-hmm. know, especially with Agreed. the parallel universes and thinking this was going to be X-Men and Doctor Strange. Who uh, God, who knows what else? Like, following the full House of M storyline, the fact that we got none yeah. of it was actually the greatest mislead. Also, I feel like Marvel has always been so meticulous with what they share, and especially being that they have such a specific lineup of films and and shows and when the release dates are, 
you can only do but so much, you know, like you can't get too crazy with the cameos because it's like, okay, say we would have gotten Mephesto, but Mephesto has nothing to do with the whole next phase of Marvel MCU. Every single, uh, you know, show or movie that comes out between now and the next, you know, couple of years, people are going to be pissed. Oh, why haven't we seen Mephesto again? You only brought him up for those two minutes in WandaVision. You know, it's such a big year ahead of us. We have no idea where the rest of the cameos are going to come from. Back downtown, like we said, the, the townsfolk are yelling their grievances at Wanda. And as they're pleading to her, she kind of freaks out and, and her magic starts to choke everyone around her. And it was just like that line when someone says, was it, was it, what's her name? A Kitty from that 70s show. She's like, if you won't let us go, just let us die, please. I'm like, Duh. God. I know, like, damn, <laughs> this got dark. And I appreciate that too, though. Like, not like that, but a lot of people were you know, hesitant or doubting how dark this show would get. They're like, no, it's for kids. Because I kept saying that the kids were going to disappear at the end. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and here we go. People are like, no, Marvel wouldn't do that. It's a nice show. And then that line alone, I was like, "Mm mm-hmm. I feel like too many times so-called fans think dark storytelling means cutting heads off and blood. But it's like you don't realize that lines like that are part of dark storytelling. Um. Wanda says she'll let them go and fires a magic bolt into the air, opening the hex, and she tells everyone to run out as Westview starts to glitch. However, Vision and the boys started to glitch and disintegrate, and we cut to Agatha, who lets her, know, lets her know that, you know, your family's tied to this world. You can't have one without the other, as the twins are begging Wanda to, 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 to help. And here's a little Easter egg for those fans who might not know. The very, I think, episode, uh, chapter one or chapter two of, of House of M comic, uh, the cover is Wanda's face disintegrating in blocks, and it looks exactly the same style as the disintegration in this. That was that was tough. I felt like mm-hmm. watching that scene was a little hard, even though I, like it's weird because I knew it was coming from like episode mm-hmm. one. It's like this can't last, <laughs> but when it finally starts happening and you see the family deteriorating, it's like you know. Um, yeah, the sword trucks arrive, guns are drawn, and so does the spectral vision. He also arrives. Uh, he slams Vision into the library where he says his directive is to destroy Vision. And I love this moment. Vision is like, but I'm not the true Vision. Only a conditional Vision. I request elaboration, says Spectral Vision. And then we cut to outside where Agatha is messing with the soldiers. And Wanda has a plan. She tells the boys to handle the military. She says, mommy, we'll be right back. The epic right. moment. The Avenger team-up shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, they always need that assemble moment. Yeah, I get the long camera pan wide shot. Just, oh, I love it. I love it. Haywood arrives, and you know, Haywood being a little punk bitch fires at kids, but obviously, it's a great excuse for Wanda for Monica to showcase her powers, even though she didn't need to because the kids were totally fine because they had powers. But anyway, when she realized <laughs> we had to see her powers, like, I did get excited before we can go further. Uh, Haywood gets slammed by a truck driven by Darcy, like Raven said, her one and only line. It was a good moment. I like that moment. But uh, like Raven mentioned at the, at earlier on, <clears throat> excuse me, more scenes were filmed with her and other characters, but because pandemic, they could not be finished in post, so they had to be removed. Uh, back in the library, Vision convinces Spectral Vision that they sh- he should resist being a weapon and gives him some memories, and you see his eyes turn. I love that effect because you saw like the humanity come into him in a weird way just from the eyes changing and the face. And I think Paul Bettany did a great job of playing both characters. Oh, yeah. And, and sure. selling that yeah. as two characters. To the point where I thought he was a different actor. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I thought so, too. And I, again, I love this whole philosophical fight. And I love the fact that this 
became a philosophical fight. He's like, shit, I, I th- can I tell you, my brain thought he was going to be like, ah, I am vision. Kill himself. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought it was so too. He would just explode, self-detonate. When he says, I am vision, flies up through the skylight. And then again, remember, technically he is the correct vision. The vision we've been seeing throughout the whole series is the fake vision. And the white vision is the original vision that we've been seeing. Um, vision walks outside to reunite with Monica and the boys. And then Wanda does her, her, her Age of Ultron thing and sneaks up behind Agnes. They're back in 17th century Salem. And the witches that we'd seen in previous episode that had take, tried to take away Agnes's powers come back to life. And Agatha starts screaming, ah, ah. And I love it. The scream turns into a smile as she turns to Wanda and is like, power isn't your problem. Knowledge is. And I love that. You know, because as powerful as Wanda is... Agatha has more knowledge. They fight, and I love this moment, that witch fight. The crown appearing was epic for me, because I was wondering how they were going to do the costume, but I love that the costume, like, manifested itself. It shows us, like, you know, oh, she's the phoenix now. Yeah, she's a phoenix. And and again, the, 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 what's up, Sadie's? We're at the point where they are in Salem, and the dead witches rise to try and get Agatha, and Agatha's like, bitch, I got you back. Um, I like the crown because it's also very Jack Kirby, who's one of the original Marvel artists. It's very Jack Kirby style artwork and it's very much of an homage to, to his style. One of our complaints with the show that we've been re- we reviewed earlier on, Lovecraft Country, check that out, was that it needed more magic fight in, in the finale. Yes. And so when I was seeing this magic fight here, I was like, yes, this is what I want to see. Which is throwing blasts at each other, right? Just going crazy. But also what I like about this as well, that it wasn't just throwing blasts for the sake of throwing blasts. You know, earlier on in, in, in last week's episode, Agatha teaches Wanda a little lesson and says along the lines of if a witch makes a spell within a location, only their magic works in that location. So Wanda's like, thanks for the advice. All those blasts that she was throwing, they weren't just random blasts. She was secretly creating a, a, a various, um, what's it called? Runes. Runes, there you go. I love yeah, that yeah. as a win, though. I love that being right. the reason for the win. I thought that it was going to be like a show of, you know, better magical hand. So I appreciate mm-hmm. that, like, in the end, it was more of a, aha. And I love the line where she's like, thanks for the lesson, but I don't need you to tell me, dun, 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 who I am. I am the Scarlet Witch. You're like, ah. Agatha is like, oh God, do you know what you've done? Wanda lowers him to the ground and she punishes her by saying, I'm going to turn you into the nosy neighbor that you wanted to be and turns Agatha back into Agnes. Uh, the family walk away as the hex begin to rece- begins to recede and they enter their house and this is where the tears start to come and I go, okay. <sighs> Sorry, I have to see if I can go through this, guys. <sighs> just this whole moment when she's tucking the boys to sleep, you just like, you know what's happening. It's just like she's just trying to be a good parent by saying, not telling them, boys, you're about to die. You're not going to wake up. Tucking your kids in at the end of the world. And then, you know, before Vision gets taken away, he eventually asks Wanda, you know, what am I? And, you know, we get a confirmation of how he was created. She did create him. And again, I love what he says before. You know, he tells her that, that they will see each other again. He mentions that, you know, he was once a body with no human form. You know, he was a memory made real. He was all these things. So this isn't goodbye. This is, you know, we'll say hello again. But I feel like that's also Marvel telling us that too. Like the Vision <laughs> will return. That's their very subtle way of being like, y'all know Vision ain't dead, right? Wanda now finds herself by herself in the real reality. We go back to the unfinished foundation of the house that Vision had uh, 
the, the land that Vision had purchased for them for their dream home, which you saw a couple of episodes away, episodes ago. She walks to the town square with a hoodie up. That's why I have my hoodie on, you know. She encounters Monica who says to her, you know, I don't hate you. She understands like, you know, if I could bring my mom back with powers, I would do the same thing too. You know, there's, you know, and again, this reiterates that it wasn't someone manipulating Wanda. It wasn't someone pushing the buttons. This was just Wanda reacting. Someone who has gone through crazy emotional trauma and they have the superpowers to fix it. But especially if you done. don't really have control over it. I feel like initially, like she didn't have much control over it. Mm-hmm. You know, even though that's what she was doing, especially seeing the effects of it, of everyone, you know, what it had on everybody, I felt like she was really remorseful, which also showed that, like, she wasn't doing it on purpose, you know. Though I still, I think it's, it puts Marvel in a very interesting predicament. Um, because, again, I love stories that aren't so black and white, right? Yes, you understand where she's coming from, but she still did take a whole bunch of people hostage. She still did some shit. <laughs> like, let's not. Remember that one time I got kidnapped and mind controlled for like three months by an Avenger, and they already didn't like them because of the whole you know the past five years everyone has PTSD. Right. So it's like imagine surviving all that, coming back after the five year glitch, and then being held hostage. This is a good point because now you're gonna it's much similar to uh, Far From Home. You know you had uh, Mysterio's entire team uh, were once mm-hmm. in. A lot of the older Avenger movies, and it's like, oh, this is repercussions leading mm-hmm. up all the way to this. So I think you're on something right there. If yeah. that's a let's, let's start another fucking theory. Here we go. I'm just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> <Hell yeah. laughs> We're gonna oh, see a whole uh, villain come out of that town. Bless you. Because again, because you understand everyone's point of view. Everybody's right. There, you know, like there's no wrong. Everybody's right from their point of view specifically. Everybody's right. Wanda is a villain. And from their point of view, she came and just messed with their lives. Norm, a couple of weeks ago, she was like, he was like, my father, he's sick. Oh, shit, my sister's taking care of him. You know, like, his dad could be dead by now. And he, you know, because of Wanda, he didn't get to be around that. Um, we get the first of two end credit clips. Uh, many people, myself included, totally forgot that there's probably a second one. And we're like, oh, I'm going to go to bed now. No, shit. Fuck, there's a second one. It's Marvel. <laughs> I was like, I'm watching this to the end, end. So there's nothing. Uh, the first one uh, brings us a familiar uh, alien species. Wanda, I mean, Monica's asked to go to a movie theater where she meets someone who turns into a scroll who says to her that uh, he is waiting for you. He's been looking, waiting for you up there. What I like is that, again, for those who didn't realize, yes, it is Fury who wants, and this sets up, we all wondered where we would see Monica again. Um, we theorized definitely a, a future Captain Marvel movie, but I'm sure now we're going to see her in Secret Invasion. You don't tell her to go meet Fury and not set off a secret invasion because that's what Fury is going to be in next in his series. We then get the second end credit clip. I can't lie. Part of me is hoping that when they finally got like inside that Dr. Strange was actually going to be in there somehow. Like I was just hoping that Benedict Cumberbatch was in there. I was like, come on, give me like the, the cloak. Not just yet. But we get a tease. If you guys paid extra attention, if you notice, as the camera pans in on Wanda's astral form, the Doctor Strange music does play. This scene goes further than that because think about what we know of the Darkhold. It's like a forbidden book. Reading. So what happened with one page? Exactly. And Doctor Strange hasn't read that book. He was forbidden from reading that book. So, you know, and even in S.H.I.E.L.D., it was the whole, like, don't open it. You know, people were saying don't even open it, let alone mm-hmm. read through. So... I'm very interested, one, if she's even supposed to be reading that book, could say that she is being trained by Dr. Strange. Would he really lead her in that direction? We'd be like, yeah, here you go, Darkhold. She had learned um, how to do that on her own. 
Exactly. Or did she get access to the book by herself and she's learning how to do this and Dr. Strange has to get involved because she's getting involved mm-hmm. with the dark hole, mm-hmm. not knowing I think it, it possesses. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the latter. Um, because yeah, he's definitely gonna <laughs> have to like step above. in. Like, yeah. Pretty much. We heard the kids' voices mm-hmm. at the end credits. So I think this Which is I feel going... is just justification for crazy. Yeah, multiverse of madness. She's going to the depths to get her baby. It's like now I can just snap and everyone gets it, right? It's Uh fine. I heard my baby and I'm just losing my shit now. And again, it tells you, tells you that the kids are out there somewhere or somewhere or somewheres. Um, Mercedes, what do you think of the series as a whole? As a whole, I thought it was fantastic. Um, I think that it did the best job that it could possibly do. Um, for the fans of like non-readers and readers alike, because it had some of the stuff that we all read in the graphic novels, but then it was nice to see like a new take on some of this on the story. Um, and honestly, we all know this because Scarlet Witch is a bunch of origin stories anyway. So they kind of could do whatever they wanted with it. So it, it kind of worked for them in their favor anyway. So I loved it. And I felt like for expectations wise, like it kind of like took my expectations and threw them out the window, but I'm totally okay with that because I was really satisfied with how the season ended, so. Anyway, thank you, Rocket Mike. Thank you. Thank you, Raven. Thank you. Thank you, Mercedes. Thank you. Thank you, nerds. My name is English Dave. This has been the final episode of WandaVision for our uh, Something to Marvel About podcast. Our next episode, we're going to be talking about episode one of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. On that note, Mercedes, you were last here, so you're going to be last to go off. Mercedes? Keep it nerdy, y'all. Peace.